I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast uh, for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu. Joining me to take questions with the, um, the, tw- the Twitter mailbag version of the live call-in show, which will be back later this month is uh co-host josh art josh how you feeling um i'm doing okay mm-hmm. i like you know the raptor season has got off to yeah a pretty terrible start but mm-hmm. i've been kind of focused on our province change in covid lockdown rules today so Facts. i don't know even the, a bad team is entertaining if i can't leave the house so um i'm excited to take questions but uh, i have a feeling that last week's tenor is going to be, or was it last week? Two, whenever the last time we did this one, will be um, a lot of the same. Mm. What can what can we get for uh, Aaron Baines, Norm Powell, kind of stuff? So, but I'm excited to have you back, and yeah, I'm excited for the Colin show to come back. And keep your eyes and ears peeled for an announcement. Um, we're working tirelessly. I'm sure uh, you know you guys are aware that uh, making the show without a studio and in the middle of a global pandemic is challenging. So we're excited to bring the show back. Uh, yeah, later this month, um, you know, by February, we'll be uh, back up taking calls, hearing everybody see uh, if we can trade for Giannis and all that. Oh, man, that, <laughs> that, that ship has passed. <laughs> I hope so. Ship has passed. Yeah, the, the tenor of the conversations have been a little bit sadder, but who knows? We will dive into the Twitter mailbag. Um, as always, you could um, message me, maybe DM me if you want to. Um, but generally speaking, I'll just put a Twitter link out there and people will have responded with many questions so let's start with this one from anna who asks thanks for the great content um my question based on the evidence this season today who should the raptors consistent starting five be and is there a market for bane slash len can we move them for guys that might be better fits let's um we'll, we'll save more of the transactional conversation towards the later half of the podcast because there's always a lot of that let's just talk about the roster as this for the moment Josh, who should the Raptors starting consistent five be? It's it's time. I, I think you have two good answers. One is it's Chris Boucher season, and we finally arrived at it. Uh, two, I don't know. Maybe maybe you go small and see what it looks like for Pascal to start at five, just to throw things at the wall. If you want to keep Chris Boucher in this role that he's flourished in, um, Chris Boucher has had. Like, you know, happy belated birthday, Chris. You know, I, I'm sure you know that Chris likes you now, or that Will likes you now. But um, I was, I mean, by the way, you, it, I was on this Chris Boucher salvation train yeah, he, months ago. All right. He's been awesome. Like, besides Fred Van Vliet, be, like, in terms of um, not the best players on the team, but most impressed with their performance thus far, I think Fred won, Chris two. Even You could even say that Chris's improvement has been more surprising than Fred. I guess Fred had a bad game yesterday, but um fred's been awesome chris has been right there with him um but i i I would rather see him stay in that role and get a few more weeks of solid development and production there before making a change and if we are to make a change i don't know bring norm into the starting lineup move pascal down to the five 
depending on the matchup you're going into. Um, mm. I think that's that's the more likely move, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I agree. Those are the two options. Um, and I'll just give you some numbers, I guess, some context of the two options. So by lineup data, obviously the starting five as is does not work, especially with Aaron Baines being what I would generously describe as a as Chuck Hayes with a green light. <laughs> Am I wrong about that? No, of course you're not. Okay, all so, right. <laughs> Which, by the way, I like Chuck Hayes. I, I really like Chuck Hayes. You know at the, the time he tried to fight Andre Drummond. <laughs> you know the uh, TikTok video, uh, like, not the Bayangs? Yeah, not the Bayangs. The Bayangs? No, you don't. Come on. Uh, Anywho, no. I sing that TikTok song constantly whenever Aaron Baines touches the ball now because that guy... <laughs> You know, has been like oh, it's bad. Like I, it's like you know, mm. if you don't remember the Tyler Hansborough experience, the Louis Scola experience, like those guys, even I would say gave you a bit more. Oh, a hundred percent more. Yeah, way more. It's it's been like uh, you know, anyway. Right. Lineup data. Lineup data. Okay, I'll give you the positive lineup data first, and then but so the original starting five they're not working very well. Um, you know. So with Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, OG Anobi, Chris Boucher, the, the, the Boucher breakout season lineup, that lineup in uh, 5.8 minutes per game is minus 0.5. Um, maybe, maybe I'll just do advanced stats, actually, because this is, this is a little hard. By the way, everything right now is such a small sample that it is yep. very, very hard to get any real judgments off of this. Um, but that lineup, you know, has been kind of average is, is, is the point. Maybe honestly average in a season where the Raptors have two wins and eight losses is actually not bad, but that lineup has been kind of average, uh, with Kyle in, in the starting five or sorry, with Norman, the starting five, um, they have played what? 26 minutes of Kyle, Norm, Pascal, Van Vliet, um, OJ and Obi. So the small ball lineup. That lineup is a net rating of minus eleven point one, as compared to the minus four point one with uh, with Boucher in there. Oddly enough, with Baines, it's actually one point seven. Um, so so go figure. But Baines has not played the last three games. It's tough. I think the center position. You know, it, I, I don't mind the mixing and matching. I think realistically, um, even though I would like the Raptors to have a consistent group, um, I could see merit in that. I wouldn't say it's necessarily wrong. Having said that, though, I do think the Raptors kind of need to settle on what their identity is. And their identity, honestly, might just be, let's play fast, let's play small, let's just outgun teams. Yeah. It's really like a really shitty version of last year's Rockets. And I think with kind Pascal's like that. improved playmaking, you could justify that yeah. he, he could make an offense go with, I mean, I don't think the Raptors have the shooting firepower necessarily, but if, I don't know, Norm, TD2... If those those other shooting guards seem to be like performant, I don't know. Maybe maybe that is the way forward. Mm-hmm. It'd be amazing to see Pascal Siakam average like seven assists a game, but you know, who knows? Maybe well, that is the way forward. Maybe that look. Maybe that is the way forward, and I think that's probably unlocks the best version of Pascal. And I think the best version of Pascal exists with um, the small ball lineup or with Boucher in there as well. I think either one works. <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence that in the last five games, right, um, Baines and Len have played and have only played 62 total minutes over the last five games, um, which means that, you know, they're playing roughly, you know, like 10, 15 minutes a game. 
in that in that in that stretch, Pascal has had his best stretch of the season. And the fact that there is no center in the in the paint that's consistently clogging things up, I think is making life so much easier for Pascal. There's so much more space. There's so much less help. And even when the help does come, it comes from a smaller player instead of having uh, help in the form of a seven footer. And also Baines and Len, by the way, I just I had to I had to tweet this out because you know it, it boggled my mind when I looked it up. 62 combined minutes in the last five games. One point on 0 of 10 shooting. All right, Alex Len had that one point. He split a pair of free throws. 12 rebounds in 62 minutes, which is just horrendous. Uh, one total assist with four turnovers to their ledger, and they are minus 29 combined in those 62 minutes. I know we made jokes about you know Chuck Hayes, uh, Tyler Hansbrough, Louis Scola. It, though I would take any of those. Maybe not Chuck Hayes, but I take Psycho T. <laughs> I take uh, Psycho T. I forgot about that nickname. That was his nickname, man. Um, yeah. Or um, or Luis at this point. Honestly, listen, Luis at age forty five probably could still give you this. Probably that guy was phenomenal before he got to the Raptors. Yeah, he, he was, was. like what well, I, I don't know how old he was, but he was pretty. Uh, he was at the end of the line. Anywho, it's bad. It's bad. But I, I, I honestly, I, I like the Boucher thing. I think those are your five best players at the moment. Just play those five. If you want to put Norman there, I don't hate it. I do think that that puts more onus on Pascal to play more defense, and so he might get into more foul trouble. But you know, there's Barrett's either either. Wonder way. like are there is there? Um, I'm curious what like not Norm, but. If that's how you bring Thomas back into the lineup, is you start him. He looked okay in minutes in the Boston and Brooklyn series, and I feel like the person on the starting lineup was who he is out there with. I don't have lineup that in front, of, but it'd be sort of Fred, Kyle, Matt, OG, Pascal. I don't know. I'm not sure that's actually a solution, but if you don't want to totally upset the rotation by starting Norm, I don't know. It's just an idea. I'm sure Nick Nurse has thought about it. He has to be searching. Um, I don't know if I if it makes sense to um, add Matt, especially when he's been out of the rotation, but who knows? Honestly, Matt is so far out of the rotation at the moment. Nick's not even speaking about him anymore. Um, Sad, man. We, we might have to consider, like, Thomas's travels or something like that, you know? Like, Thomas's travels. Or Thomas's tours. Like, the T is an easy one to make a – yeah some jokes with but uh yeah it, it's i don't know I, I i i honestly at this point i'd rather just see the the five best players that give you You'd rather see the chris right then i'd rather yeah. see chris yeah because chris yeah, is no, playing I... way better than norm let's be real um, yeah yeah he is for sure yeah and i know norm plays well with the starting five but he feeds off the starting five more than he helps the starting five so yeah i think at least chris can bring something and also honestly man chris is playing amazing give him the start you know what, what what's wrong with that uh, second question. This one, Bauer to Toronto. Is that a... Isn't that the Harlem Shake guy? Or Jack a... Bauer? No, I thought... Come on, I thought he was already from Toronto. He's uh, one of MCI's greatest grads. Oh, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. Yes, that's correct. Shout out. Shout out, MCI. Um, yeah, where do you realistically think the Raptors will finish this year, and what moves do you see them making during the season? Um, look, again, we'll talk about the moves in the second half of the podcast. Uh, where do you realistically think the Raptors will finish this this year? So I think coming like into I, the season. I, like, coming into the season, I said they were like a six seed. Okay. They were just above the teams that would be in the play-in tournament. 
Um, I still, I don't know if I'd still put them there, but I'd probably still put them there. Um, and I think that's an okay place to be. Also, I have no idea what's going to happen with the rest of this NBA season. I was going to say. <laughs> like, if the Raptors go into a bubble situation, maybe the uh, the explanations of this team being away from home and having all of these disruptive sort of life things happening is minimized because every team is facing those things. And then they can maybe be a, you know, a, maybe they can challenge for a top four seed in the East. I like one. Yes. The roster of this team is flawed and moves will probably happen at some point in the season, but more importantly, the NBA season is currently in jeopardy. So saying any team is going to do anything is like a, a fool's errand at this point, in my opinion. Yes, I absolutely agree. Um, predicting the except series. for Boston being the best team in the East, that's that's kind of. I I think like oh come on, a, on man, Milwaukee's <laughs> got their plus eleven point six differential. I can't wait for those stats to come out. You know, Milwaukee is <laughs> the best team in the NBA since uh, since you know the Minneapolis Lakers and all this other stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so by point differential, the Raptors are minus one point four. Um, that puts them in line with like a team like Miami, who's four and four this year. They've had some yeah. can- cancellations. Uh, San Antonio, who actually has a worse point differential, they're five and five. Memphis, Grizz- the Grizzlies, the Warriors have a negative two point nine point differential. They're at six point six wins, four losses. So you could say the Raptors getting a little unlucky. Um, I think in terms of assessing this season, so what's changed so far? Yes, I, I think everyone makes preseason predictions, and that's fine. I definitely made those, and I was much more optimistic than I am now. I think it makes sense to reassess everything after 10, 10 games. What yeah. we're seeing so far is, one, your centers have not given you anything. So it is just really bad. Chris can, is giving you a lot. No one else is giving you anything, right? So that already is throwing the whole season into whack. I don't think that anyone on the bench has given them any consistent production outside of Chris, who might be part of the starters at this point. Norm has not been last year's Norm. Uh, Malachi no. has not really been playing. Uh, TD and Matt are playing worse than they were last season and less than they were playing the last animal? season. And Stanley Johnson has only been the guy that stepped up, man. Listen, I'm so <laughs> proud. Our Stanley's every, I think he took every single one of our suggestions <laughs> and ran with this. So I'm happy for him. Because he's he's playing great. I honestly he's had been great. Yesterday was yesterday. his best game yesterday. Yeah, Absolutely. The best <laughs> seven-point game I've ever seen in my life. Um, outside, yeah. of, outside, outside of Steph Curry earlier in the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, what I'm saying is, those, those you have one and a half rotation players in Alex, Aaron Baines and Alex Len, who have given you zero, so that's bad. Yeah. Norm's been pretty bad, so that's a bad. Um, TD and Matt have been worse than advertised. Uh, Malachi has not really impacted the game outside of that Sacramento game, which was great, but still, that's one game. And the only guy who's really stepped up are like Stanley, which realistically, how much is that? Yeah, like, he's, the floor? Yeah. So I think you have to reassess. And I think, honestly, the true talent of this team is a lot lower than what we expected. They probably still settle in into a playoff picture, but the talent is not fully there. I kind of want the Raptors in the in the playing game because they'd be like a real – like in the same mm. way that um, the Trailblazers were a very entertaining run to the playing game, I think the Raptors would be the best candidate for – drama and excitement in the play in the playing game who else would i don't know it's maybe it's not good to say the team that you uh 
talk about every week, you want them to barely make the plus, but I, they'd be so entertaining in that position. They would um, be. And I think they would be obviously way more battle tested than your average, um, you know, nine seed, I guess, but imagine yeah, like Raptor, Raptors Knicks for the plane. That'd be awesome. It, it would be awesome. And I think the Raptors would win that and it would be great. That would be the nice little bonus you get on the season, which by the way, one of the questions asked later on is, what are the lottery what are the play in tournament rules? <laughs> Essentially the question you just asked. And I actually had to look up what the rules were, and that made me so sad. Um, but I'll answer that later on. Um, G Rex asks, How do you think the Raptors are gonna do in the next eight games? So the Raptors next eight games, which is gonna be very, very important. Raptors play the Charlotte Hornets in Tampa, then the Charlotte Hornets again in Tampa, then they play the Dallas Mavericks in Tampa, Miami Heat in Tampa, Miami in Tampa. And then uh, Indiana, who are – this is going to be in Indianapolis. Again, in the, uh, Indiana, and then the Milwaukee Bucks. So, so J- Jeremy Lamb is now in Indiana, so both of those are losses. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't wait for I Jeremy Lamb. It's happening. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, I was going to say. I can't wait it's for the – It's the Pacers uh, and Jeremy Lamb. The Raptors are losing this game on the last play of the game. Nate Bjorkgren, man. He's, There's uh, no way these two games do not come down to the last play, and they have Jeremy Lamb and the Raptors don't. What? What? And we have Pascal Siakam, and it's gonna go a certain way. <laughs> <sighs> we beat that team by 46 points last year. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I would say again, so hard to predict. For example, Miami is playing with like maybe half the roster at the moment. And we'll have to see what happens. Uh, Dallas has missed lots of. There's there's like a few confirmed cases on Dallas. Yeah, That's there's tough. four now. And isn't um like Willie Cauley Stein starting for them now, right? Yeah, so that's that's already... not good. Willie Cauley Stein. Willie Cauley Stein. Bro, I would probably start on I the would, Raptors. I would take. That. I, I, I will I, happily I take really, that. I like Willie Cauley Stein. I think he's like kind of like a like a weird freaky player, but uh, he's not put it together, and he's yeah. Not he's uh, it's too bad you know happens to the best. Um, um, the Hornets are six and five this year. Triple doubles for Lamelo, youngest player to ever do it. Um, they've just won their last four games. He's probably already talking to the producers of his own Last Dance type documentary. <laughs> do you mean his dad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, Lamelo's been um, fun. Um, Gordon Hayward has been inspired of late. Yeah, well, I wonder why. Uh, no, I, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that the coincidence. Did he of put timing, a career high up last Wednesday? Um, that is actually a fact. Yes. So locked I, in, locked he's, in. He's locked in, man. He's <laughs> he's locked in. But the Raptors are playing this game, I believe, on the 16th. So I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> will he? Uh, will Gordon Hayward be able to get on a plane in order to attend? Um, no, but Gordon played so, great. That's that's all. That's like, yeah, he's playing, playing really um, well. You know, I, I I do have some confidence that, uh, but uh, you know, you will have um, OG on him, and the Raptors will play better defense on on, on Gordon. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's tough. I you know, I'm gonna optimistically predict four and four, but I would say the Raptors probably need to go like six and two to really salvage the stretch. And maybe convince the front office that, you know, hey, maybe don't blow this thing up because that's tough. That Bucks game is going to be oh, a real tough terrible. game. Absolutely it's going to be so hard to watch 
Giannis completely baptized Alex Len. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough stuff. Um, you said four and four, and you said they need to go six and two. Yeah, I would say like uh, a strong. I would like optimistic five and three. Mm. Okay, with losses to. I, like so, they if they beat the Hornets once, I think they beat the Mavericks because that team's gonna be in shambles. That game um, just might be outright canceled, man. They might not have yeah, enough yeah. players. Like, so if 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 that game happens, I think the Raptors win. I just um, Bucks. They lose. They split the two other games. What does that put? That's whatever. They'll win some of these games. They'll lose some of these games. Yeah. And they'll go about. They'll be in the like. One game on either side of 500. Yeah, I would say, you know, by the way, it is really freaky that we're just like, you know, this team, uh, half the team is out with COVID, which <laughs> is just super, of... super weird. Like, that, that, I can't believe that's what we're saying. But honestly, that's a huge factor here. And yeah, hopefully they go uh, six and two because they yeah. kind of and, I don't and, see any way they beat the Bucks, but, you know, whatever. And 0 for 15 with COVID. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. Nick, Nick Davis asks, do you think playing small ball for entire games will eventually wear the team out or cause a loss of intensity over time? And he also asks, or he, he also adds, not that they have a choice, but the topic of small ball, um, do you think it'll wear them out? Um, it'll wear Pascal out, but Pascal seems like he want, he's, wants the challenge and wants people to, yeah. I don't know, I, I want to, I would, I think they should do it for a run. I don't know if they have like a, a stretch of games before a few days rest. I think it would be effective. Pascal's kind of, um, uh, they don't really, this season, it's a little condensed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Probably it's almost like they're down. trying to get it all over with before. Uh, <laughs> there aren't really everyone's any breaks in the schedule. I was kind of looking for one. I don't know. Wow, they really are playing every day, every other day for like months. Jesus, um, I don't know when they can do it. Yeah, they got to play. They, they're going to play small. They are. It's going to wear them down. Hopefully, you have enough uh, shooting guards to to make it last for as long as you need to. It's up to Pascal. It's how long Pascal lasts. I don't. I think that you can hide everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if, if OG gets hurt, the season is over. But if anyone um, gets hurt, man. Our rotation <laughs> yeah. is like we barely have five guys who can produce. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be it. It's like how yeah, will it wear down Pascal? Maybe, but he's been he's not been hurt a ton so far in his career. Yeah, that's, um, that's true. Pretty durable player. Who knows? If yeah. if he can if he can run a small ball team for a month, he'll be Yeah. yeah. Could go well. What do you think? Um, I think less with the small ball. I think the bigger factor is the fact that they only have like five guys that can maybe trust on a night-to-night basis. And Chris Boucher has now entered that five, which based on previous history has not necessarily proven true. But this year he has been that. So, okay, he's one of the five. But like, you know, that's – and those, by the way, that's your starting five. You can know Kyle's going to be there. Fred's going to be there. OG's going to be there at least defensively. And then other, honestly, half the time he's a little invisible offensively, but other half the time he gives you like 20 points on nine shots. So you can't really hate on that. Uh, Pascal's going to be there. Um, and then Boucher's going to be there. I don't know who else is going to consistently be there. 
And so the rotation is going to be small because of that. Also, the Raptors are trying to win games, and they're not going to give extra minutes to guys who don't deserve it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, that, more than anything else, running that small rotation, that limited rotation is going to hurt them. But, I mean, the small actual small ball stuff, it, to me, to the eye test, it feels like most of the games are played at a much lower intensity this season. I don't know if that's just, yeah. like, no atmosphere or anything like that, but – I've seen a lot of guards just go off. Like very few centers are going off in that same way. There's not as much physical, um, slow it down kind of like exhaust. You know, multiple bodies to the rim. So, yeah, I'm actually kind of okay with them trying the small ball thing for a little bit longer. But I mean, I don't know, man. It does present some pretty big problems. Like if you're, for example, you're playing Indiana soon, they start two centers. It's gonna, uh, yeah, yeah. So. Man, Masai, come fix this. Masai, what do you have here, man? This is, ugh, it's bad. Honestly, it's bad. You're better than this, Masai. Yeah. No, this is this. We were hoping is... that you'd get exactly of the year, and there's no way that's happening this year. No, no, no. That's that's not happening this year. Although you know, it still can though. It still can if he makes the right moves. Well, we'll see. Uh, Nick has another question. Why don't we get? Um, why don't we go for an early shot with nine seconds left and a timeout? Going to play the foul game for a second opportunity if needed. Um, oh. Well, I mean, okay, so I guess he's talking about the uh, Portland loss where the Raptors did have the ball down one with nine seconds left. Yeah. I don't really – I mean, I think go for the best shot available. Um, but at the same time, if you score quickly, I don't think you're going to take an intentional foul. Like, you're not putting them to the free throw line. So I don't think the extra timeout even necessarily factors in as much. If the other team scores, they're probably going to be scoring with no zero time left on the clock. So I, I might as well just use the nine seconds to get the best shot possible with the understanding that if I miss, I'll, I lose. If I make it, I win. Um, I don't know. I didn't see that as a tactical issue. I mean, I, did you see that shot or that, that set no, last it, night it, as a tactical issue? It was fine. It was a little slow to develop. The spacing was like, bad. That's what happened. The spacing yeah. was really bad. They had like three guys in the opposite corner. Kyle inbounded the ball, then cut to that corner. So that brought another, def- like a third help defender um, and on top of Covington there. So maybe the Raptors could have spaced it a little differently. But yeah, it, it seemed like there wasn't really a play. And it was just like, all right, Pascal pushed him up. That's And it had worked all night, but. I can't believe it. I he think- spun and succeeded. Every single play for that entire night, except for that last one. And then he got called Beyblade again. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I did go to sleep laughing about that one. It was just like... No, it's it's comical how, how sad that is. Yeah, like I just watched him like, uh, uh-oh, here yeah. we go. Let all of the no-bag tweets get, you know, yeah. delivered. And it's, you know, I mean, it's, there's no bag. <laughs> there's not a very, you know, no, deep bag. No, he has a bag. The bag is like that drawstring bag that you uh <laughs> the Adidas drawstring bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it's good for like holding like flip-flops if you're going to like the beach. Um maybe a soccer ball and some cleats. That's yeah, that was the that was the classic use for those bags. That is the Cuz you'd have it on yeah. top of your backpack. You'd have your backpack, yeah, yeah. you have your drawstring back balanced on top. Yeah, well you need your, an extra uh, bag so that you you're you don't put your um, you know, uh, gym shoes with the rest of your yeah. bag to make it all stink up. So that's the bag. That's, that's the bag we're talking about. That bag <laughs> contains one spin move. Um, no, but honestly, I like. I, I don't see a, a thing He's, with he, has, fun of he it. goes to the Euro pretty consistently. Yeah, that's true. 
two moves, two moves. Again, the, the drawstring bag is versatile. <laughs> it can hold two. Um, no, but I, I'm just saying, like, it's not like I need him to have, like, a million moves. I think you probably need him to develop a counter, but Pascal is also not a finished product at this point. And also, making fun of the spin move is, is funny, I guess, but also, like, it's his best move. Like, what do you want him to do? Not spin just for the sake of not spinning? Like, that's his yeah, best move. <laughs> what do you true. want him to do? Like, that's his best move, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, poor guy, man. All right, bench yeah. struggles from Steve asks, how impacted is the bench right now with the lack of practice time in trying to fit in the Raptors systems? It's, it's all um, trash. It's not they can practice. None of them are very good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I, look, I think they'll have more time to work together later in the season, especially the Raptors aren't as competitive. I think for now, <laughs> the Raptors have changed their bench every single night because they can't they can't settle on their starting five. So it's tough. Like, literally everybody's gotten a turn of trying, except for maybe DeAndre Bembry or Paul Watson, I guess. Well, yeah. yeah. And you, those and guys, you got to wonder, guys, how bad are those guys playing in practice to not get a that shot? Stanley Johnson. Yeah, the, everyone – preseason, everyone's like, yeah, it's uh, Stanley's out of the rotation. It'll be Utah and Watson. Like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. And it turns out, you know. Yeah, I, I do wonder what is going on with Bembry that he can't get a, you know – can't even touch the court. But. I thought I thought he was supposed to be like a McCaw replacement kind of thing, which Nick definitely loves that type of player. And yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten in, especially because I feel like they need some defense off the bench just to cover for whoever, you know, Norm and TD are on the floor. Like, that's going to be a defensive uh, issue for you. So maybe you cover it, but I don't know. They've also – the weird thing is, again, I think because the Raptors don't have a set identity for this season – you're trying to fix the offense, then you fix the offense, the defense is leaky. You try to address the defense, the offense is leaky. So you have you kind of have to decide, like, what are we going to do? Who's the starting five? How do we build around that? How do we support around that? And the Raptors have had, like, eight different plans so far this season, which is, um, you know, a sign that you might you're may not be that good of a team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's really sad. All right, next question. No chemistry. All right. From Lynn asks, why do the Raptors have zero chemistry this season? And why is it because we lost Ibaka? You know, I was <laughs> thinking about, like, let's say after a loss, you know, who could lift the group spirits, right? And I'm, I remember last year, there was that play where the Raptors lost a game because Rondé committed a foul or something like that. And he was so pissed at himself after the game. Oh, yeah. That was one of the rare games I was in the locker room for. And... Uh, Rondé was just sitting there by himself. No one's talking to him. He was just like really in his feelings and really bad about the situation. And then like after like 40 minutes, like Serge went over, sat down, talked to him and just like literally just like cheered him up and just like got him out of his seat, got him out the door and stuff like that. Um, and that's just kind of nice. I mean, I'm sure look, there's, those are very, that's human so nice. that's a very sweet story. Yeah, no, Serge is a great guy. Also, Serge just came fresh out the shower and I believe just sat down to the guy. He's like, no, listen, man, come on. Life's not that bad. You're a millionaire. But NBA basketball, it's all good. Um, but you know, like I, I think Serge did bring a lot of the energy. I think every time you saw, like, even pregame rituals of like, you know, who's bringing the energy and stuff like that, like, you know, it's like not tangible and maybe not as important as other things that maybe are more tangible. But at the same time, you know, they're they're having a hard time, man. You're on the road, you know. Like, have you ever been on a road trip with your with your friends or whatever? Like, you need someone in the group to consistently bring that energy. 
I don't know. Yeah, that is I also think stuff. that the I think the chemistry problems have to do with like no, no one on no one on the team, no one off the bench is um, consistent at all. Like there's like I'm looking at like TD2's game log. It's like you know trick or treat. Like it's there's no mm-hmm. consistency. There's no there's no one performing off the bench except outside of Chris Boucher, who I I would wonder what his role in the locker room is like. Who's is going to say, all right, guys, like we're going to go out and perform and give the starters a breather? And it's just yeah. this team's not this team is not built well, and no one that's on the team is you know producing consistently. And like if if Norm Powell, I think we're giving you 14 points a game. You, I think you change the complexion of the team, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's also if you look at like the so the people who have been here. So I think like OG, uh, Pascal, Fred, Norm, they're kind of similar in age. They kind of got to the roster at the same time, sat on the bench together, stuff like that. So those guys are pretty tight with each other. Um, Kyle is oddly isolated in the sense that he's just like way older than the rest of these guys. The only guy yeah. who's older than him is Baines, and I don't think anyone's talking to Baines. Kyle doesn't talk to Scrubs. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, man. I mean, I think Bates probably like chilling with the coaching staff or something. Like, it, it might be that bad. Um, maybe you know, I, I mean, a lot of the other guys are newer to the group, so like, I don't know who they're really talking to necessarily. I, I imagine the rookies stick together. Um, and it's disconnected. Also, you know, it was mentioned, you know, in one of these Nick Nurse interviews that the Raptors. Previously, for example, if you just think about the logistics of how you know teams move around and stuff like that, they fly to a place, they get one bus together, and then they bus over to whatever. That's like a half-hour bus ride sometimes from the airport to whatever. Because of COVID rules this year, that bus is now split into four buses. So there's like, and then they're sitting super far apart. So instead of like sitting on the Greyhound after a TFC game, or like sitting on the Go bus after a TFC game, this is more like the the one a.m. the last last train. Um, where it's like everyone's trying to avoid each other, everyone's tired, no one's talking to each other. So I feel like there's less organic interaction as it would have been yeah. in previous seasons. So, I mean, yeah, it's tough. I think a lack of chemistry can be attributed to many things. I I, I do wish Serge was here. If, if for nothing else, then a guy who, A, definitely can play and, B, uh, you know, connects the team because he was kind of that, that veteran glue kind of voice in the locker room. Um, I don't know who stepped up to fill up that leadership void, so... That's tough. It's very that's tough. Sad. That's that's like just a bummer. Yeah, it it's is just, a bummer. This whole thing is a bummer, man. Why are we playing basketball like, in a pandemic? The idea is that the Raptors would be a better team if they could hug one another. It's kind of heartbreaking. It's now against the rules. No <laughs> hugging. Yeah, no right. hugs. Adam Silver is going to be in the arena saying no touching. Like in a He's going to be there with a ruler like a... Like a um, like a nun at a Catholic school dance. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna have the, the skirt roll or whatever. Yeah, Yikes. leaves uh, room for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, that's that's what they're asking for at the moment. Yeah. Mark Jackson will have been delighted. Uh, Anywho, yeah. <laughs> With all due respect, all right. Drew, my guy, asks. Last time I asked if Nurse needed to play guys so that they could be tradable. Now that they are playing well but still losing. Um, is this a fundamentally structurally flawed team that needs to trade players or a team undergoing organizational change and needs time? So that's a very important question. Cause I think it kind of leads up to the other questions that we have in terms of changes with the roster is like, can this thing be salvaged and should this thing be salvaged? 
or should they just try to move ahead in a different direction? Um, that's probably the fundamental question of this whole season. And I think we're probably going to assess that based on how they respond. This team has done enough as a core to be given more than 10 games to try to figure it out. But at some point you do let it go and you do become pretty realistic about your situation. Um, I'm right now leaning towards more. The core group is fine. I want to keep the core group. If you can get a center, you owe, you owe it to this team to get a center. And I don't even mean like a, a, you know, a great center. I just mean like, can you just get someone who can be better than Len and Baines? Because that's where they're hurting the most at the moment. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's, I really hate it. I like, it's terrible. For, I feel like for a couple of years, I've said like Masai, the last thing, the last thing that Masai needs to do for this organization is find them a center for the future. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, when Serge is like Serge is great. Even when Marcus like these guys are going to be around, find the guy who's going to be a Raptor for the next nine years. And Masai, you can go do whatever you want, and you'll have set this this franchise up for success long term. So long as you know nobody lets anybody walk or something. And it's um like co- it's going to cost this. T- it's yeah, it's what's sewering this team. There's just not a starting center, and Chris Boucher. I'm really happy for his growth, but he's not there yet in his development. And I don't know if he ever will, but it's just, it's a problem. And the, the the chemistry issues and the like sort of trick or treat nature of the guys coming off the bench are besides the point that the, the, it is a structural issue with this team and you need to um, like, you need to be calling every front office in the league Mm -hmm. looking to see if what, what Norm Powell gets you. Norm Powell and Stanley's contract and I don't even know if that's enough to find the kind of player you need but it's those guys and one of the three young guards hopefully not Malachi so between um, TD2 and Matt Thomas and but now those guys look good it's sad it sucks it really sucks this sucks yeah no it's uh, not been great so far Um, yeah I mean I think to Drew's question though I I yeah, I'm leaning towards more. It's just, it's just structurally flawed. And you you give them a center, maybe to see if that can adjust. And again, I think, if you're clear, you don't want to give up a first-round pick. I don't think the Raptors are in any possession to give up first-round picks at the moment. Considering if they do go become bad, or even if they are not at a consistent playoff level, do not give up your first-round picks. And I don't need to get one yeah. a center that badly. I'd rather keep the first, especially this year's first. I mean, they're 2-8. They literally have the best lottery odds at the moment. Um, but see if you can flip something just to see if that will right the ship uh, because I do think it is worth it um, and if it's not then yeah then you definitely look ahead to you know what can you get for Norm uh, given yeah. that he's um, only has a player option next season or what can you get for Kyle who's expiring this season and you can't uh, extend them at the current moment so um, yeah I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Speaking of trades worth exploring, we've, we've reached that part of the podcast. Fantasy trades uh, segment presented by um, uh, nobody, I guess. Uh, Golf Town enthusiasts ask, <laughs> despite the poor start, I think most are confident Nurse will find a consistent rotation and Raptors will make the play-in. However, they very likely will either lose in the play-in or be a first-round exit. Are there any non-hardened trades worth exploring that can raise this team's ceiling? By the way, it seems like Harden's going to stay put, stick put. It feels like that that, that noise is They're really playing fire. pretty well. 
are you amazed? Like, I know that they lost pretty handily to the Lakers, but John Wall looks so good. Like, I yeah. didn't think that he'd be able to move as well as he's moving ever again. Just like when you tear every ligament in your body doing the Dougie in your shower, like, you just don't expect him to look fluid. That, and that is the official story of what happened, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I just, I'm kind of amazed that he looks yeah anywho i kind of i'm i'm cheering for the rockets uh everyone except for their owner <laughs> just, yeah that's true um and boogie cousins but are you saying trades outside of harden that are worth pursuing yeah for ceiling raisers i don't know what surge saying because if search <laughs> no nah, they're not giving up surge <laughs> no at i don't at the moment um, I'm so I'm trying to look at teams that have centers who aren't really playing that you could potentially get. So, um, you know, there's always you can always look at uh Chicago for the centers. I think either, I would love to have either one of Wendell or Laurie Markinen on this team. Yeah, uh, the Pistons turns out they sign all five centers on the market so that the Raptors couldn't get their hands on one. I understand their center strategy now, <laughs> it was to it was to court, monopolize you- the market. Are you impressed with the pist- with the Pistons? No, they're too. They're not terrible, huh? They they compete. You're right. They're compete, but they're too. Yeah, I mean, and you know. yeah, yeah, they're bad, but they're like a they're like they're a two and eight, not at, not completely dissimilar from the Raptors two and eight. Hmm. Like obviously the Raptors are a better team, but I think, I kind of like watching the Pistons this year. Oh, you're, you're sick. Um, <laughs> you're sick. I don't. I don't. Know. Uh, I, I can't get. I can't get that far. Well, they the. Well, they always have their games on League Pass at 7 p.m. That's like the perfect game. That's true. That is true. I watched the first quarter. Like them, the Cavs, um, the Hornets will sometimes play at 7. All these 7 p.m. teams, they have a special place in my heart, which is just like they're bad, but they're on on alone. (laughs) They don't play against – they don't air the games against all the good teams. So Um, I watch a lot of first quarters of Pistons games, and I'm like, yeah, this team's kind of cool. Everybody want like there are people saying that they wanted. I saw someone tweet that a uh, trade for Blake Griffin. No, <laughs> where do you I don't have? Though? They play the same style essentially. The, the, the Blake power, Griffin's most notable wing. moment, most notable moment moment of Blake Griffin in Toronto is breaking his hand on a member of the organization's face. Like I don't need that oh, guy. Oh yeah, this. that's right. <laughs> Yo, the NBA produces some great stories. Just absolutely <laughs> great stories, man. That happened across the street from. I wait. I shouldn't say where I live. It happened nearby to where I where I reside mm. at a uh, restaurant in New Yorkville. Yes. Anywho. Yeah. Okay. So I've I've looked around the league for some centers who aren't playing. So let me just let me just get you a quick yes or no on the player first, and then maybe I'll give you a trade proposal. So, Ken Birch, expiring um, contract, Canadian from Montreal. Feels like we've had some pretty yeah. success with Montreal centers. Three million this year, so easy um, to match the contract. Oh, that is pretty easy. He's not playing. Who he is? So he's currently the backup center for Orlando. He plays twenty minutes a game. Are you down for Kim Birch? Yeah, I like Kim Birch. Me too. What would you trade Matt Thomas for Kim Birch? Um, Matt Thomas on the Orlando Magic would make would be pretty. He'd be pretty. He could be. He could develop pretty nicely there. Um, is that what it take? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, 
if you want to give up like a second round pick, I guess you can. He's expiring go down to like a Pat McCaw, maybe a Bembry. If you can do it for one of those guys, and um, yeah, I, I I would probably do it. I like I I think Ken Burt's pretty good. Okay, all right. So you know that's one option. Um, another option: the Knicks are not playing Nolan's Noel this year. He's played yes. fourteen minutes a game. Uh, he's only averaging three points, but you know, last season was quite good for him. Yeah, uh, at least advanced stats. He can dunk, which is a real positive. And I, yeah, I, I will have to say that. But you can. If dunk. you gave Kyle Lowry Nerlens Noel, yes, he would. Do yes, well. I'm on board. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's for, it's gonna cost you Matt Thomas. You down? Yeah, that's easy. Okay, that one's right. easy. All right, fair enough. Uh, another option. So this is probably a little bit too much, but Larry Nance is actually playing 35 minutes per game for the Cavs. Um, definitely more of a power forward. Almost sometimes he plays small forward. Like today, this season, he's played 17% of his minutes at small forward. Uh, but can dunk, smart rotational defender, kind of like Amir S. He's averaging 2.5 steals per game, which is leading the league. Wow. The Cavs are playing well. This will take like probably a future first. But are you down uh, to take um, Norm, Norm and a future first for Larry Nance? Larry Nance means too much to the city of Cleveland. He's yeah, you're like, right. I don't even like taking him out of Cleveland for that fact. Yeah, he's, he's like donating every like game worn jersey, auctioning it off, yeah. and and you know, and helping local businesses. It's it, he's a he's a great dude. If I remember correctly, his dad played for the Cavs. He, they did, and the, he had his yeah. number retired, and they unretired his number so that his son can wear it. That's actually that's a hard. super awesome story. Yeah, that's hard. Um, yeah, like Larry Nance Jr. is um, he's too he's. I don't know. Is he like a top five Cleveland Cavalier icon at this point now? He's definitely one of the most <laughs> adored players on that team. But he's one of the, I think he's one of the most adored regional players in the league who's not a star, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I I I would feel I'd feel I would feel like dirty to take him out of that market. That's fair. You're right. On, on that principle alone, no trade. Harry Giles, not playing for the, yes, of course. the Portland Trailblazers. We just saw them. They didn't play him. Um, I don't even know what this will take. I mean, this will probably be like a real simple swap. This might just be like, because he's making the minimum and stuff like that. But I will take him. That probably won't cost you anything, really. Trade him for Len? I'm down. Oh, That'd be such a... <laughs> well, oh, come on, man. I, I mean, Len, Len does some... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably do it. Yeah, you're right. I'll do it. Um, I'm looking across the league, and it's – yeah, I mean, it's tough. Um, I was going to say Jermichael Green, but he's actually playing for the Nuggets this year. Ed Davis? You want Ed Davis again? I'll give you three guesses um, as to where Ed Davis is playing this season. I would never Sacramento? have this. No. But good guess. It's obscure like that. Yeah, I know. I, I Davis. <laughs> he played in Portland. <laughs> he, he plays in exclusively <laughs> uh, fringe markets like Utah, which but it's not Utah, by the way. Um, is he in the Western Conference? He's got to be. He is. Yes. Is he like Towns' <laughs> backup? He is. They're very good. Yeah. This is very good. I, I very much enjoyed Ed Davis' uh, NBA heads up. Everybody is like, yeah, Ed Davis, a super slept on player. I'm like, I don't know. He's going to be an NBA vet of like 15 years by the time it's over. He's like done. He's done pretty well. Oh, no, he's done well for himself. But he has played yeah, for I don't know seven what... franchises now. 
yeah, he's, you know, he's one of those guys. I love guys like this. Guys who are just like NBA players. It's such mm-hmm. an, like, it's it's such an accomplishment to become a like an NBA vet who isn't that good. Like, yeah. who isn't, yeah. Would you take Nas Reed, who actually plays for the, for the Timberwolves? He's not bad, honestly. He's got some skills. He's not very consistent, but he's got some skills. Um, no, the of the Timberwolves, I'd really, I really want Josh Okogie. I think he's. Okay. I remember seeing him in 2018. He yeah, had he so nice. much bounce. Moments. Yeah, and he's Nigerian. He's like it's like Masai. Come on, man. I don't know. Top. He's like a top five Nigerian guard of all time he, already. At Brett, well, but. you know. Yeah. That's, uh, Don't go Malcolm Gladwell and say they're all Nigerian on me. It's like no, I, I was not going to say that, but <laughs> I was just going to say like Victor Oladipo, who's like legitimately Nigerian. He's just American as well. But I'm saying top five, top five. He's not. Well, is he better than Steve Nash? Bigger... <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke from the Malcolm Gladwell argument. Yes. Yeah, that guy. Um, that, guy that guy spun a globe and was like, "All right." <laughs> Anywhere on the map. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, so that's kind of the scale of the moves. I, I'd be down. If you're going to trade something for New Orleans, I'd be down. If you trade something for yeah. – who was the first guy I brought up? Um, I, I Ken Birch. Ken Birch. Yeah, I'm, Ken I'm Birch. down for Ken Birch. Let's, cut, let's corner the market on Montreal. Uh, let's get all Canadians on the team. Um, you know, I'm down. If we can get sponsored by St. Bear. Nas Reed. Uh, we'll all, get... all these places, man. You know, Raptors will be shown I – don't, I don't even know. I have not been in Montreal like that, to be honest. But uh, yeah. All right. Next question. More trade options. This is from um, Turbo Turbo House. Okay. Uh, what would it be? Would it be worth it to bring in a guy like Al Horford? All Presty wants is picks, so it can't be that hard to swing. Um, no. What do you t- no? Horford's contract is bad. I think you could probably get picks <laughs> to receive Horford. I don't know if you have to, if you give up picks to get Horford. I'm out on the front office. <laughs> They're not going to do that. But Horford makes 27.5 this year, 27 million guaranteed 2021. And then 20. 20- How old is he going to be? He, well, he is at the moment, he is 34 years old by season's end. He'll be yeah, 35. No. I don't know how Imagine he signed this contract. Lo- yeah. And then in 2022, 2023, he's, he's owed 26.5 million, at least on the books. But. He's luckily it's only partially guaranteed for 14.5 million. So you'd be paying half his salary already <laughs> just to not play for you. Um, no, oh I'm not gosh. taking that. I'm not taking that deal. It completely kills your flexibility. Yes, he would be a player that would contribute to this team because the Raptors badly need centers, and he is a very solid player, but no, I'm not taking that. No. That's a lot of money. No, yeah, I'm good. Let's pass on that. Um, but you know, these questions must be entertained. So uh, another question from Ronald Lowe, who, again, is uh, not my dad. Uh, Ronald Lowe, actually. Uh, if the front office is responsible for fixing the roster and balance, what are some trade targets this season? Um, well, I guess we just kind of made, you know. Yeah, we just kind of. He also said, also, I'm not your father, but you're doing a great job with the coverage, and I'm proud of you. So that actually felt quite nice that he said that. Thank you, Dad. Um, another <laughs> question. This one from, you know, Sharps, who asks, trade proposal, John Collins for Norm Powell, Aaron Baines, and maybe a future first-rounder. I understand John has some defensive issues, but maybe he needs to write coach. And I understand that Atlanta has bare bigs, but they could use Baines for insurance during this crazy season. Okay, first up, nobody really could use Baines. <laughs> okay, I don't know if that's an asset that you're throwing in there. Um, 
<laughs> John Collins is expiring and well not expiring. He's heading into restricted free agency and he couldn't work on an extension with the Hawks. Seems like he wants the max. The Hawks don't want to give him the max. Um, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I think you're you're trading for him almost as much for his restricted rights as you are for um him as a as a player this season. Um, but I would not mind. He's more of a power forward than a center to me. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. He's a little bit small to play center. But honestly, with the NBA the way it is, man, you know, I don't know if that matters too much. He's a skilled player. He can score. He can impact the rim. He can shoot. Uh, decent free throw shooter. Rebounds pretty well, even though he's small. Um, yeah. I don't. But doesn't it worry you that Lloyd Pierce is like, didn't want to, I don't know. I really – Lloyd Pierce is my probably favorite coach outside of Nick Nurse in the league. I feel like he's not looked at him as a, like a, a super-duper star. And I think that John Collins yeah. could be, but for whatever reason, is it? I don't know. I, well, yeah, I like the trade. If you're able to do that to get him, him on the – yeah, it's a lot of money, but he's pretty good. He's pretty solid, honestly. I think you probably teach him to play yeah, some defense. Yeah, it's, it's – He's yeah. definitely really skilled offensively. Like, I'd yeah. be happy if the Raptors threw, uh, like, a contract offer at him next offseason, for example. Um, I don't know if you want to get rid of a first-round pick just to do it right now, but, yeah. No, he's nice. I'd, I'd, I'd really like him on the team. I think him and Pascal and OG would be a great front court. you imagine? Oof. I know, right? So, yes, um, I would do yeah, that maybe trade. Let's do I don't it. think, let's I don't do think the Hawks do that trade. The Hawks are really trying to compete at the moment. I don't think they have any use for. I don't think that the Hawks have too much use for Norm or Baines. The future first round pick is not as important to Atlanta at the moment because they're trying to compete. Their front office clearly made win now trades or moves to yeah. get uh, Bogdanovich, to get um, Rondo, to get um, Gallinari. So I don't think they're going to try to liquidate. And as much as yes, maybe they don't re-sign Collins, they could still sign and trade him later, and they could probably still get a first round pick. So I don't think the Hawks take yeah. that deal. And if it takes more than that for the Raptors to get it, then I'd rather just wait to the offseason and try to sign them that way. So I'm I'm yes on Collins. I'm no on that deal. Or I'm, I'm no on trading for him at the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Uh, another question. So um, from Brandon, for the sake of discussion, at what point does it make sense to make moves for the future? Do they add or draft a center, trade for role players, et cetera? The core five to six players seems solid as a base. At what point do you think Masai and Bobby, uh, you know? I don't know what asset on the team that you're willing to part with brings you back a bottom half of the first round pick. Like, and like, at what point does, I don't know, you're not trading. I guess the Kyle thing, if Kyle asks to leave, you trade him and you give up on any hopes of contending and you, he's earned the right. You have Fred, you have Pascal, you have, OG going forward. I'm not really sure a teardown gets recoups the kind of assets that the team's looking for in the middle of the season. Like who on this team is a team saying if we had that guy, we could go out and raise our ceiling so we're willing to send back a first round pick. Kyle. And that's and that's it. Yeah, if Kyle's able to stretch you a couple firsts or yeah, and that's it. He's the only one. Norm I don't think you if if it was last year's norm, Norm could get a first. Last year's one has not happened this year, so yet perhaps. Well, maybe then you start them and just try to showcase. And that's the thing: if you make a decision, then you all of a sudden 
you know, play around the lineups and maybe inflate people's value. But, you know, yeah. it's tough right now, man. All right, next question from Derek. Considering OG, Fred, and Pascal are locked in long-term, plenty of cap space this summer, and potentially a top lottery pick coming, I don't understand the doom and gloom of this bizarro COVID season. We're poised to take back the East in 2021 when fans are back, are we not? It's because you're trapped inside watching Pascal spin and miss. Like it's, it'd be one thing if like oh, we couldn't, goodness. we had other stuff to do. It's that we're watching a team like lose double digit lead. Like it's not that they're bad; it's that they're bad and dumb, and the the losses feel like mm. discouraging. If they were just trash, it'd be fine. But yeah. they're not trash. They're not, this is not a trash team. It's a team that's majorly flawed, and it's costing them games reliably but they keep having these double digit leads and then losing it's like it makes you want to pull your hair out but i don't have that problem wow um i think that's it like yeah it'll be cool it'll be cool when the raptors come back to toronto and i don't know if they have a lottery pick and that lottery pick is playing well um that stuff will be cool but in the meantime i'm sitting at home wearing a mask Mm-hmm. socially distance and watching these games uh, where the Raptors lose. And I'm up at midnight saying, how the hell did we get Dame time and stay mellowed to death? Oh Just, my uh, goodness. <laughs> the three to the dome, man. I, I love that. So, honestly, I, I, I was actually yeah, kind of happy for him. <laughs> so um, this game yesterday, obviously reminded a lot of people of the game around new year's last season. Mm-hmm. And I watched that game like in front of the Sydney Opera House on my phone because I like I had checked the game time app every you know five minutes and then when it came close I'm like man this game's coming down to the wire let me uh, open the um, game time app and watch it and I was just like cursing to myself walking around you know the, the forest fires were raging in Sydney but I felt like such a jackass on the other side of the planet still tight about Carmelo and Anthony uh, hitting a game winner. Man, he, he really he really got OG to bite on that pump fake. I mean, yeah. That, yeah, I mean, um, I think part of it is, okay, so a couple things. One, one, uh, the Raptors are in a transition period. I think the, the, the timeline of this matters. Like, they win the championship. Last year, they were so competitive. Even the worst case scenario you could possibly imagine, it wouldn't be as bad as the start of the season so far. So on top of the fact that they've lost in extremely frustrating fashion, you also have a lot of expectations for this team. Um, and so they're not meeting those. And the fact that you have to transition from adjusting your expectations from being at the highest level to now being this is, is very difficult. Um, th- so that's probably the reason for the doom and gloom. But I think objectively, you know, Derek makes a great point here is that like the Raptors are not in a bad spot as a franchise. It's not like they're out of first round picks. This is not like the Houston Rockets. Um, this is, you know, it's not like the Washington Wizards who just traded for Russell Westbrook, and, and it seems like it's not like the Clippers in in two years when they don't have Kawhi, they have Paul George and no first round picks. Yeah, exactly, right. Like they have actual a core locked in. They have a they have if this season goes the way it is, they have a lottery pick coming in. They have um, good coach, a good coach. Like you know, maybe have, a good they have, front they have all their first round picks. Like it's it's not bad. So. Come on, man. Don't even say that, man. That's that's the worst part of this year. So you don't even know who's going to be managing the next year. Um, all right. Next one from um, something scratch. Urchin scratch. Okay. With the addition of the play-in tournament, is it actually possible to be in the lottery there f- for winning the lottery and also being in the playoffs? Um, 
So okay, so yeah, essentially, right? yes, that is that is true. So, but you're not going to have very good lottery odds. No, you won't. So here's the thing. So the playing tournament this year is, is as such. The seventh, they'll finish the season. They'll have seeds, right? The seventh and the eighth seed will play each other to determine who will get the seventh seed. So it's conceivable that the eighth seed at the end of the season becomes the seventh seed going into the playoffs. But seven plays eight for the seventh seed. Then ninth and tenth seeds play each other. The winner of that game plays the loser between seven and eight for the eighth seed. Does that? So the so, seventh seed could lose yes. out of the playoffs. Yes, the seventh oh. seed could potentially fall all the way out of the playoffs, and the tenth seed could come all the way in to the playoffs as the eighth seed. Um, so if you are the tenth seed, you would have. Um, you, be, you know, it'd be tough, but yeah. You know, it's possible. And if you are the 10th seed, you have a 30% chance at winning, advancing into the top four in the lottery and a 2.8% chance at landing number one overall pick. So, yes, to this question, to, to this person's question, it is possible to not make the playoffs at the end of the season, technically be in the play in tournament, win the play in tournament, go to the playoffs while still getting a lottery pick out of it. It is possible. It's just a little bit weird. Um, it sucks that we even have to know that, man. Why do we have to know to that you. as Raptors fans? Think, why do we have to know that? You know, I mean, we were, we, we won the championship. We've been in the playoffs every year. All we got to worry about is, oh, is Boston going to catch up to us for home court, whatever. We don't care. We care about playoff matchups, stuff like that. Let's hopefully get the Nets first round. We don't care about this stuff. And all of a sudden we really got to think like, man, can we, can we surpass the Washington Wizards for the 10th seed? I was saying to you, I'm kind of excited for you to like do the, you've done, you've covered a championship team. You've covered SCR is a very competitive team. I think it'll be cool for you to cover the first year of like some look at your face. You look so upset to cover the first few years of a really exciting prospect. I think I don't know. I'm you know, I expect to be reading your Raptors coverage for the next 30 years. So at some point you're gonna have to cover a kid who oh, went no. to I don't know uh, like Duke who is living in Toronto and <laughs> Are you trying to read 10 things that, from th- Oklahoma State <laughs> versus whoever is in? Uh, yeah. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun when you like, for, and like when you like, you're covering a team that has a lottery pick, when Blake's covering a team that has a lottery pick, I think it'll be cool for. Oh, Blake's going to love it. Blake is absolutely going to yeah, love Blake it. Blake is going to love it. This man is, this. if you don't know already, this man is a real fiend. This man has like spreadsheets of, you know, players that like 30 40 potential players the Raptors could pick it's it's unbelievable the work Blake does um Addy asks uh when will Adam Silver finally cancel the season what will it take and that is the question to you Josh what will it take for Adam Silver to finally pull the plug on the season I I I don't know it's a lot of cases already yes that's shout true. out to Kyrie Irving um I have no idea I kind of thought today would be the day i was when we decided we were going to do the show i'm like all right we'll probably talk about what the raptors can do during this layoff but that didn't happen mm-hmm. i think it's like an, it's like teetering on like completely irresponsible to not take a break at least because teams don't have anything under control and they keep hanging out with one another it's not acceptable well, the nba just said you cannot no longer have guests in your hotel room who are non-team guests, which uh, I'll tell that to Tyson Chandler. 
Uh, <laughs> um, I yeah, uh, it's just it's like tough. you got you got to. I think they need to stop. Even if they stop tomorrow and restart things on Monday, give teams the opportunity to complete tests for players and the people in players' lives that they're in close contact with. Get a handle on things because you're. The like you're lying if you believe the league has any idea of how bad things currently are, mm-hmm. and that's unacceptable. What do you are you also kind of alarmed? I'm of course I'm alarmed. This is it's an absolutely um, it, the, the, the plan doesn't make any sense. Like they're just literally like, I pretend not to see it. Like that's the whole strategy at the moment. There was no possible way that they weren't, there was, they were always going to get to this point in the league, no matter yeah. what small rules that they put into place. Um, the, I think the thing is, if you're going to be realistic about it, this is America, and this is how America works. If the players say they want to play, and the players have said they want to play, a lot of players apparently have had COVID, according to Brian Windhorst, like at least a third of the league has had COVID, maybe even more, right? A lot of uh, so a lot of them probably have just recovered, and they're like, I'm, I don't, I don't care about it. Okay, again, this is this is this is what America is at the moment, right? The, believe me, there's tons of people who think this way. If the players are saying we want to play and we want to check, if the teams are saying we want to play, we want to ha- split the check as well. That's just it, and that's that's what they're going to do. That's America. They're the freedom to make decisions, even if it's the freedom to hurt themselves. Like that's yeah. kind of the idea of the country. So they're going to go ahead and play, even if it's a bad idea. They're going to go ahead and play. I don't think necessarily the players are powerless in this. The players can say they don't want to play, but every single time there's a there's a stoppage, the players vote to continue playing despite the circumstances. Um, and I think, honestly, not to defend the league or defend Adam Silver, but it's not like Adam Silver can just, like, he's not the president, man. He can't just, like, hit a button and, like, a nuke goes off somewhere and something is just completely evaporated. Like, um, Adam Silver is accountable to the 30 owners of the NBA. The owners of the NBA have met today. I didn't see any real changes other than uh, <laughs> no more uh, hotel guests, which you can tell what that means and um you know you got to sit a little farther apart okay cool no more hugging okay cool like that's not a real solution uh, so the owners clearly want to keep making the money the tv networks who have signed the contracts need the games to be played and they don't care if udonis Haslam has to play point guard versus dwight howard in the uh, the 2005 nba rising stars game <laughs> okay they don't care like they don't care so if people don't care then this is a situation there are consenting adults this is america that's how it works it's an insane plan, absolutely. But they have all decided to make this decision, so that's just what it is. I don't actually – I mean, I, I think the situation – I pity the situation, but, again, this is just realistically how the world works, man. The thing that I can't understand is, like, not tapping the brakes, like, today. It's just – Well, like, yeah, I mean, they, I, they just don't want to, like, like, keep starting the Dallas the Mavericks have two cases, and they're like, oh, we have four cases. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe find out how many cases you have before you say anything. Because you look like a, it looks like a like a joke yeah. to to update your case count within the same business day. That's the stuff that I'm like, come on, like this is. I mean, they're just barreling yeah, ahead. Of course, it's not easy, and yes, I. And that's it's like putting so many people at risk. Like I, that, I don't know. I don't get it. If your team registers multiple cases that day, um, you. I like it. How can you play that same evening? I don't get it. Yeah, bro. People have tested positive, played not. the half, and then came checked out the game. Like, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, JV has an ankle injury." Like, please, come on, man, don't. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. I mean, the NBA is also admitting openly that they don't care about the regular season product. They just want to get enough to. They're literally just like, here's a G League game if you have to, so that we can fulfill our contractual obligations and go ahead. And yeah. people who are on the TV side are probably like, yes, that is not preferable for us, but it's better than having nothing. So, yeah. you know, that's what it is. I mean, everyone's just barreling through, hoping that like miraculously the there's be enough uh, vaccines and everyone can get distributed, everyone can get in line, all that other stuff, and just go ahead and do it. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a mess, man. And again, the NBA's you know also it's not as big as like. I don't know. It's not as big as we like to think it is. I mean, obviously, we focus so much on the NBA. We think about the NBA as like being so powerful. It's a societal issue. It's a governmental issue. The the federal government at the states level failed so tremendously. And even, of course, at the states level, they failed so tremendously. So now this is like a huge problem. Like the states, like, I mean, it's, it's massive. It's kind of outside the NBA's control unless they want to put everyone in a bubble again, which the players went to the bubble and they were like, hell no, we're never doing this again. So it's just what it is. Hopefully they bubble up for the playoffs at least, but you know, we'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is tough. Uh, and then last question from LL. Why do bad things happen to good people? Josh. Uh, why? Um, you know, l- life is chaos. We have the sort of privileged duty to do our best. We can't really decide the outcomes we can only determine how we respond to them and uh bad things happen to good people because that's just the way uh, it goes sometimes <laughs> right i don't know if there are good people and bad people fundamentally i think people do good or bad things hmm. and then things just happen to people uh, sometimes i mean i don't know it is about know. how you respond to them i guess like it's important to respond to adverse situations with like integrity and um you know forgiveness to others in the world and yourself and like you know forgiveness really is the abandoning of all hope of a better yesterday and it's you know it's possible for all of us to to make it through <laughs> all of wow. this together wow well josh that's Very well said. We have now hit the point where we have to sign off. But before we sign off, we still have our signature segment, Malachi's Missions. Um, Do you have a mission? I have one in mind. So stay home this week. Like this is the um, mission is stay at home. That's it. (laughs) Don't do anything. Do not go to a capital anywhere. Uh, Um, Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. You know, with uh, understanding public health guidelines, um, that have been released in the GTA stay at home. If you don't have essential work to get up to stay at home, maybe here's my suggestion. If you have a um, sort of home improvement project that you've been putting off that you wanted to do the week between Christmas and new year's. And instead you, you know, ate cake and watched uh, soul on Disney plus, which I agree was incredible. um, Maybe do that this weekend. I know that uh, I'm going to install a lamp. Over the weekend, wow. but okay, yeah, it's wait. Hold on, are we, are we talking about like replacing light bulbs, or we're taking the whole lamp out? No, we're uh, like it's like a it's like a wall mounted lamp, so that Ooh. I'm gonna okay, have wow. to drill uh, drill holes into this apartment that I rent, um, and wow. hang a lamp from the wall. Yeah. That's my plan. And it's if you have if you have a project like that, maybe you wanted to, I don't know, um, bake something in a cookbook that you got over the holidays, mm-hmm. or uh, maybe finish that puzzle that your aunt sent you. 
Um, stay, do it, whatever you can do. Stay at home. Me and Will would love to get back to the studio and make our show. Um, oh. It's been so long. I remember our last episode. I, you know, screamed at the camera until we went off the air that you should wash your hands and wash your uh, hands. No, but still, wash yeah. your hands. Still, I feel like people keep stop washing your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your Though hands. my hands have aged like two years in the last nine months. Well, you, it's you, unbelievable. Yeah, well, I, I don't have to tell you this, but you know, use some lotion. You know, like make sure you take care of your hands after you 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 just smear like six coats of uh, sanitizer on them. Yeah, I mean, you know, to that point, yeah. I think, you know, first off, it must be frustrating for Malachi at the moment because Raptors keep losing and he doesn't play much. But I will say yeah. one thing that does help me in terms of when I'm frustrated is to listen to a bit of classical music. I sound like my mom. I swear to God, I sound like my mom. I feel like the older I get, and I'm only 28, but I sound like my mom already. Uh, but listen to some classical music. If I can make a humble you know, recommendation, I would say listen to Chopin um, or Chopin, as the people call him, and uh, listen to his, uh, you know, the, the Nocturnes, all, all like 20 of them that he's put out there. Um, you know, he's uh, it, it's just going to calm you down, I think. I think a lot, it's going to bring a lot of peace into your life. Um, and yeah, I'll suggest probably Nocturne number two and E flat. Um, as probably my favorite one of the bunch. But, you know, after a game, the Raptors lose. Pascal Siakam spins and loses again. Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines plays any amount of minutes and is a minus. And uh, you're mad? Just go listen to some classical music. Try to calm down a little bit. And, uh, you know, I guess go for a walk, but, like, don't walk in here, anybody. Listen, have some courtesy, okay? If you and I are both walking to down the street and we're going to cross paths, one of the two of us should just walk on the side of the road or like walk on the road, especially if it's a small road. And let's just try to avoid each other. You know what I mean? Like, just have some courtesy. You know, a president's life is a part of a whole. It's, you know, and the whole is suffering right now. So. Uh, well, well, thanks for having and, me. And watch the Raptors and listen to this podcast. Well- yeah, watch the Raptors so long as the NBA is out there. Feel it's it's a complicated season to uh, watch the NBA, to watch the Raptors specifically, um, but uh, we'll get through it together. Yeah, that's uh, and watch Run It Back and listen. Watch to Run It times. Back. That's right. And doesn't Cuthbert have a new show about the NHL? Shout watch, out Justin. Watch that. Hockey is back today, I believe. <laughs> is hockey back a- today? Le- yeah, well, listen. Maybe I maybe I got to. I keep saying this, but maybe the year I hop back on the Leafs, man. I haven't watched the Leafs since uh, Alexander McGillney was there, so that was like 15 years ago now. But um, yeah, listen. If uh, maybe I hop on the Leafs bandwagon this year, I don't know, man. Do you guys want to hear Leafs over everything? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, the Leafs have a lot of players. Um, a lot of players. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've, I've overheard like six things about the Leafs. So. Austin Matthews is good. Um, what else? Mitch uh, Marner is 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 maybe Marner, good. Yeah. Nazem Kadri is gone. We don't like him anymore. What's what's the deal? <laughs> did, did racism play into that? I think I think it did. Uh, I don't decision. know why. Oh, Wayne Simmons. Shout out Wayne Simmons. Shout out. He's from Scarborough, right? Yeah, exactly. Shout out Wayne Simmons. He carried my fantasy team in 2013. Uh, we included hits and penalty minutes in that one. So, it's a, is he a bruiser? Uh, 
he well you guys i mean i don't know i haven't watched him in seven years but i have assume so yeah but he has some skill there too but this is also seven years ago and who knows what how how things have changed so i don't know maybe we're coming with a least fan you know well you got you got Leafs uh, uh habs tonight uh who, who you who you got man um I, maybe i'll we'll do this for fun maybe let's just let's do a least preview for for, for the week the least played the canadians tonight the senators on friday and they play them tomorrow again. night dog they play tomorrow oh they play tomorrow oh my bad it's tomorrow I, I don't know man um so uh i know too many sense fans to, to say that they beat them twice but maybe mm. they'll win on saturday that's the first hockey night in canada that is the, the first... least win hockey night in Canada. By the way, by the way, if you don't know already, Ontario, the, right? Every every single Canadian team <laughs> is playing each other like twenty times this season. We literally have the CFL happening. <laughs> what is? Ha- Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, They're like, just look. playing in Canada. Yes. Wait, wait a second. What the fuck is going no, on? The, the, Sorry, this is what's going on. No, that's all, all good. They're just playing Canadian teams. They're playing the Senators nine times this season. <laughs> They're playing the Jets ten times this season. They're playing the Oilers Yo. nine times. Uh, yeah, they're playing the Canadians eleven times. They're playing the Flames nine times. So yeah, and Canucks uh, nine times. So yeah, no, this is this is super weird. Uh, How is this allowed? I don't know, man. I don't so know. it's like a Canadian bubble, and are the all of the American teams are. Like how can the how can any of these teams make the real playoffs? Don't ask me more questions, man. Don't. <laughs> I, I already proven that I can name like like maybe three least players. Okay, let's just go with our least preview this year. Least uh, winning in all this year. The cups coming home. What's going on? We're gonna hang another. There's a couple out in the country. Like how does this work? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know, man. But there's gonna be no kissing of the Stanley Cup this year. Strictly no kissing the Stanley Cup. No drinking out of the cup. No. Uh, I don't Remember know, Dwight Howard kissed the uh, Larry Oby immediately. I'm like, uh oh, you guys shouldn't be doing that. But then I guess it's that was they don't the worst trophy celebration last year. Was the Lakers? Yeah. Was like I think J.R. Smith was just like while Doris Burke was talking, J.R. was like, "Yo, let me just hold this for a second. I'm like. What? <laughs> there was no etiquette, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it was not quite Serge Ibaka. Uh, Anthony Davis is going to win the MVP, eh? Anthony Davis looks remarkable. Sure, yeah. But come on, man. We're this, uh, this, is a, this is a Leafs podcast now. Yes, I have been. Oh, the Leafs podcast. Are amazing, yes. Of course, the Leafs are. Yeah, so the, the Leafs this week. What are we saying? Three and zero. Come on, man. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, two and one. Two and one. Two right. and one. They're splitting against the Senators. They're splitting against the Senators. Who do they? Who do the senators have? I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can guess even one senator players. Uh, I'm gonna say, who is their goalie? The guy who was bald, um, Robin Lehner. Is that is that it? Is he still on the team? No, uh, no that's that can't. Be I don't it. think. So. Uh, who was on the senators? Who are Matt, any Matt, of these Matt guys Stajan man? was he was a lease player and then he went to the Flames, I believe. All right, the, I, I, I officially cannot name a single senators player. Let me look it up. Who are these people? <laughs> who who are these gentlemen? Um, they all look so young, but then uh, some of them look very old. <laughs> very... Drake Batherson. That's a that's a hell of a name. Drake Bath. Yeah, I don't know any of these players, but I'm saying the rap. I'm saying the Leafs go three and zero this week, man. Get off to a great start, Matt Murray. I, I don't know who these guys. Oh, Alex Galchenyuk. He used to play on the the, the Canadians, I think. 
This will be a great so segment. So revenge, ga- revenge, yeah, revenge game tomorrow night. Yeah, sure. Revenge game tomorrow night. Yeah, sure. How many of your like listeners do you think are big Leafs fans? Um, I don't know, man. There's going to be a lot of them this year. <laughs> oh, the, wow, the Canadians are a nice team. Look at this team. Carey Price is still there. All right. Shut up. Brendan Gallagher. Cool. You know what? Corey that, Perry, that Brendan. Jake Allen. Shea Weber. Jonathan Drouin. No, this is a nice team, I think. You know these people who these Thomas people are? Thomas Tatar. Yeah, no, I've heard of some of these guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this team actually has people I've heard of, so this is pretty good. The guy's name is Thomas Tartar. Thomas Tartar. Yeah, he's been in the league for a while, I think. That sounds like a children's book character. <laughs> <laughs> like a guy who owns who owns a, sh- a restaurant. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Nick Suzuki. He he looks maybe like he's half Asian. Shout out. I might have to be a Canadians fan this year. I, I actually switched allegiance. It's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's at least forever, man. At least forever. So, all right. Well, that's fascinating. Was for the that's also for the podcast, Josh. I look forward to talking least with you next week. <laughs> okay. Maybe Blue Jays. You know, <laughs> listen, we got Blue Jays. We got to diversify. I, I don't want do, Blue Jays. Do when do the Jays go to Dunedin? Is that happening this off season? Bro, how many like, Toronto teams are going to Florida? No more. I know Dunedin exactly. This year. Well, the like Dunedin's like forty minutes outside of Tampa. The you could see like uh, the Blue Jays courtside Raptors game. Would you rather so see? We will yell at them to put on their masks. Would you rather see the Blue Jays play basketball or the Toronto Raptors play baseball? Um, I think that like Kyle and Fred are are, are guys who'd be really great like all around athletes. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I think. Like I think that Kyle would probably be able to hit pretty decently. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's I a golfer. He's rap. got good hand eye. Yeah, know, I can see it. Yeah, Matt Thomas, of course, I'd naturally. Say, he probably yeah, played baseball in his life. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably. Yeah. Probably the Raptors playing baseball. Yeah, I agree. But I would love to see like <laughs> any 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 baseball player try to play basketball. That would be really fun. I wonder if I'm sure there are dunk. some. Well, like, didn't wasn't Bradley Beal a baseball player as a child? A whole bunch of them I think were baseball he played, players. Yeah. Although MJ played baseball, and that ruined the reputation for basketball players playing baseball. But you know, well, like baseball is just a summer, uh, like a summer sport. So, and basketball is played in the winter pretty That's much true. anywhere in North America. That's true. I wonder. Yeah, it was nice to have basketball on in the summer. It, I didn't really enjoy. I liked uh, afternoon games in the summer with basketball. Same, same. It was blessed. Evening Honestly, games were kind of crummy, but afternoon games were awesome. I don't know why they don't play games at one o'clock. Everybody's home all the time. Yes, do it. So, so uh, that's that's our suggestion to you. That's our you know, that's our Adam Silver suggestion. <laughs> Silver suggestions. Silver suggestions. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Josh. Thanks for coming on the pod. As always. Um, we'll see what happens with the Raptors this week. Hopefully they win and we have a happier episode. I would love for us to have a happier episode, but yep. you know, in the meantime, we have Imagine to generate if, our own If Pascal hit two back-to-back game winners, we'd be oh so delighted. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me, man? <laughs> the the boost, the confidence, everything like that, we would have you know, been screaming, a, I don't know what, we, what the slogan is this year, other than fade for Cade. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we would have been, been super hype and we would have believed this whole... Yeah. This podcast would have been entirely different, is all I'm saying, so... Fact. Hopefully it'll be like that next week, though. So, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll be back to take more questions next week. Peace. Peace. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.